Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey his command to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour or the day the Son of Man is coming, coming to take us back to that place he's prepared for us. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching today more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. I'm so blessed to be with you on the program Watch Therefore once again. And this program today is going to be hope-filled, peace-filled. Yeah, it's going to be something important for all of us who live in this generation that is so prophetically charged with trouble. Uh, the birth pangs. Birth pangs means trouble, right? And the days of Noah. The days of Noah speak of a time of great trouble. And this is our generation. The Lord's placed us here, but he wants us to have peace and he wants us to have a lot of hope. And, and we should after this program, have a lot more peace, joy, and hope. Let's pray to that end, even right now. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for the peace and the hope and the joy you have for every believer in Messiah Jesus. That helps us be a light in this time of darkness that others who are outside of your covenants can be brought into the new covenant in Messiah Jesus and experience covenant blessings and great joy and hope even in the midst of this time of trouble. Bless all of our viewers today with peace, hope, and joy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Look, I've even got a big smile on my face just from praying that prayer. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? So in John chapter 14, here's what our Savior tells us. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, this passage is a perfect introduction to the Jewish wedding that is prophetically fulfilled in our Savior Jesus and his Jew and Gentile ecclesia bride, the body of Christ. And so the groom betroths the bride. He goes to her house and under the authority of, of the father in the house, and certainly the mother too, they agree with a contract, a ketubah uh, is what it's called, uh, the, the promises 
for the bride are made there by the groom, and then he leaves. By the way, we have a ketubah. Here it is. Great and precious promises given to us in the divine nature therein, the divine nature of God that we have through this new covenant being blood-bought by our Savior, Messiah Jesus, because the groom offers to pay a bride price, a dowry, and Jesus the Lord paid the bride price with his precious blood. He paid for us. Oh, hallelujah. And so he's gone like a nice Jewish groom would do. He goes to the Father's house to prepare a place for the bride. And then he comes to get the bride unannounced anytime with a, a great procession in the evening most often. And the bride is to be doing something in preparation for that day. Only the father knows the hour and the day where the groom would go and get the bride. Sound familiar? And so the groom is coming at any time. And what is the bride to be doing? She's to be getting ready. She's to be purifying herself. She is to be fashioning herself to be the bride of this groom. And that's why it says in 1 John 3, 3, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. What is this hope? This hope that he's coming for us to take us to that place our Savior Jesus is talking about in John 14. That's our blessed hope. That's why it teaches, the Bible teaches in Titus chapter 2 that the grace of God teaches us to be looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Messiah Jesus. And I want to say to you, I'm so thankful for the sweet, dear, encouraging letters that I get. Keep them coming. I'm going to start reading them on the program here and there uh, where I can. At the same time, I get some very angry, bitter, hateful letters because I speak of the pre-tribulation rapture, the rapture of the church, any time where the Lord will come back for us and take us to that place He's been preparing for us while all hell is being poured out, the wrath of God is being poured out on the earth. They say, no, 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 He comes at the end. Jesus the Lord comes at the end of the tribulation. The church goes through the whole tribulation. And when He's coming back in, in Matthew chapter 24, it speaks of Him coming back, Jesus the Lord, to reign and rule on the earth. Yes, and he will gather his elect from the four corners of the earth. They say that's the church. And so we go through the whole tribulation. We make like a holy U-turn. We go up and come right back down. Yeah, well, first let me show you Isaiah 11. Let me take a little turn here. In Isaiah 11, 11 and 12, it says, It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath and the islands of the sea, he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. That Matthew 24 verse that's misquoted in the way I've described is actually describing the Lord finally gathering the remnant of the Jewish people who are scattered around the earth who have not yet made it back to Israel as they have believed upon him when he returns. That's what, what Matthew 24 is talking about when the Lord returns to make uh, his kingdom, to set up his kingdom on the earth. It's not the rapture of the church. And, and, and so with regard to those people who angrily and bitterly and uh, in, in misquoting the scriptures come at me, you know what I say? God bless you. God bless you. Praying for you. Pray the Lord gives you revelation and understanding of these things because the anytime rapture 
of the church is our only escalator to that place he's been preparing for us. I ask my post-tribulation rapture friends, I say, so when and how do we get to that place spoken of in John 14? They don't have an answer because there isn't one. No, the rapture is our only escalator to that place. And so here's what I say about the matter. I'm not going to back up, give up, or shut up until I'm taken up. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep proclaiming the blessed hope that, that there's a place the Lord has for us. And even in these increasingly difficult days, these perilous times that we live in, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Our King and Savior has prepared a place for us. And He's coming back to get His bride. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Look at John chapter 14 in verse 25 and onward. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we're, we're given this peace. We're offered this peace by our Savior Jesus. And, and, and that we are commanded, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? How? In the midst of all this trouble. Because he's gone to prepare a place for us. He's gone to prepare a place for us. And, and, and we should be excited and understanding he's taking us to that place. He's taking us out of this mess and he's taking us to that place. And there we will uh, be given crowns and positions through the judgment seat of Christ. We will be prepared to come and rule and reign under the greatest king there has ever been. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our great Savior, King Messiah Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Doesn't that give you peace? Doesn't that give you joy? And, and, and frankly, the people who come against that in the world, whether they be in the body of Christ or outside the body of Christ. Here's what I try to remember, and it helps me. Maybe it'll help you. It's an old saying. The world didn't give me this peace, so the world can't take it away. The world didn't give me this peace. Why? How? My Savior Jesus gave me this peace when he saved me. And truly, it can be said, every day with Jesus, our Savior, Messiah Yeshua, is sweeter than the day before. This is our hope. This is our joy. Watching for him every day and doing what he commanded and remembering and remembering. I shouldn't let my heart be troubled by this, that, or the other. And, and, and certainly, there's trials there's difficulties, there's troubles, but I'm blessed. Hallelujah. It's not that I don't have troubles. It's, to, it's just that they're different than the world's troubles. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joy, peace, comfort, hope. These things are ours because we have a Savior who's coming for us. So today, wherever you are, whatever's coming against you, whatever's stealing your peace, whatever's stealing your joy, 
May it be restored by the Spirit of the living God, by the Ruach HaKodesh, which is Hebrew for the Holy Spirit, as we embrace the words of our Savior today. We're going to take a quick break. Important stuff will be shared. Don't miss it. And then we'll be right back. Remember, watch therefore. Be ready. I'm so very thankful for this Watch Therefore message that stirs the lukewarm out of their terrible condition to a fiery walk in Messiah Jesus and also presents the necessary urgency for this season to this generation of the lost. Oh, receive Jesus the Lord now while there's yet a little time. Now we also have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations that operates under Watch Therefore Ministries. Why? The Bible teaches that the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our to the Jew first ministry is blessing Israeli believers, co-founded by myself and our ministry partner, John McTurnan, whereby we're getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua, and so much more and our To The Nations ministry poured out for the nations. We've been in Africa, I've been in about 10 African countries in the last 10 or 12 years with the gospel, making disciples, pastors conferences, helping orphans and widows. It's such a special opportunity. I also go across Nigeria, for example, to conferences with thousands of people preaching the Watch Therefore message and the gospel and other discipleship things from the scriptures. Now, I want to mention finances for a minute because this ministry is so very expensive. The airtime production costs way beyond anything I could do. But my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And I want to tell you, if you haven't yet received Jesus as Lord, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would enjoy the program and receive Jesus as Lord. Get saved today. But for those of you who understand sowing and reaping, laying your treasures up in heaven, and you're looking for a place to partner with the Lord, we believe this is a place for you to prayerfully consider. Also, we're reintroducing my book, America's Ark, The Only Safe Place for Americans Today. It will help you in this hour of storms and trouble to find a place of refuge the Lord has provided, the righteousness of Noah, Daniel, and Job. And we want to make sure everyone can get a book. So for a donation of any amount to watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers or Poured Out for the Nations, we'll send you a book, America's Ark. Make sure you place the name of the book, America's Ark, in the note or purpose section so that we know to get a book out to you as soon as possible. Now, we're going to go back to the program in just a moment. It's so important, more than ever, to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us in the clouds any moment. We're so thankful for our Watch Therefore Blessing Israeli Believers poured out for the nation's partners. And a special way to say thank you is that in addition to my book, America's Ark, for a donation of any amount to our ministry, we're also going to add a special calendar produced by Messianic believers here in Israel. All this calendar is so special. It has teachings, the dates of the Feast of the Lord, and much more. Again, thank you from Watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations.
Welcome back to Watch Therefore. The sun has come out here at the Galilee and may the Son of God, Messiah Jesus, be lifted up in this second segment of our program. I'm going to talk to you today about the last days that are spoken of in, in the Bible and then the latter times, the last days and the latter times. The last days began in Acts chapter 2 in the first century at Shavuot when the Spirit of the Lord was poured out on Pentecost. And that is the official birth of the new covenant, Jew and Gentile together as one new man. The church was birthed then in Acts chapter 2. Now there's another term, the latter days. The latter days is a term you see in the Hebrew scriptures and often what it pertains to is that time of the day of the Lord, the things that culminate at, at the battle of Armageddon and then the day of the Lord as he returns to sit on the throne of David. For example, in Isaiah chapter two, verse two, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it the latter days so what we are going to talk about in second timothy chapter 3 is the last of the last days in this passage paul talks about in the last days perilous times will come well he's already in the last days when he's when he writes this but he's talking about that time at the end of the last days that gives way to those latter days when the Lord is sitting on the throne of David in Jerusalem. Now, I wanted to explain that before I read 2 Timothy chapter 3, because we're living in this time that is the last of the last days that's going to give way to the day of the Lord, where he has returned. We have returned with him in glorified bodies, having gone up in the rapture, come back with him. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 3, I'm going to begin in verse 1. But know this that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. Now, when he speaks of these perilous last of the last days, this generation that we're in right now, all the other signs point to that. I've talked about the four birth pangs in Matthew 24 and, and also the days of Noah and the fig tree generation. That's all converging together in this generation like never before. Uh, we see that these are the, those perilous times. And that word perilous in Greek means this. The New Testament was originally written in Greek. Perilous hard to bear, fierce, dangerous, savage. And increasingly, it will be so in this generation because with birth pangs, the pain becomes more intense and the pains become closer, grow closer together until the birth, right? And, and so what do we do? And here's the point I'm getting at. What do we do in the midst of these perilous times? we realize that in the midst of all this darkness and, and wickedness and God-hating sin that is coming to the surface and, and permeating the earth, we who follow our Savior Jesus, we can still be blessed. We can still be blessed. Well, how do we do that? I'm so glad you asked. 
look at Psalm chapter 1. And so this segment of our program is about blessings. This segment of the program is, is, is saying, okay, we're not going to ignore the environment in which we live. We, our lives have been placed here on this very black, dark, sad backdrop, and even dangerous, fierce, dangerous, hard-to-bear backdrop, but we can still be blessed. Let's look at Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So we're, we're told, if you want to be blessed, don't do this. Don't be like this. Don't listen to the world that is increasingly becoming God-hating. Don't listen to its counsel and don't go its way. No. Learn to think, speak, and live differently than this world tries to make you live think and speak. Well, what, what do I do? I, I'm, I'm here, I'm being told what not to do. What do I do? I'm so glad you asked. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Now, the word law there is Torah in Hebrew, and it means three primary things. It means the first five books of Moses. It also means the Levitical statutes, the laws of Moses that are written therein. And it also means the instruction from the Lord for his people. And then later scriptures were written that became our whole Bible, the, the writings of the prophets, and then the writings like the Psalms, the Proverbs, and others. And, and then the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. So what we could say is, uh, legitimately, we could say, but his delight is in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. And in Genesis to Revelation, he meditates day and night. And the word meditate means, literally in Hebrew, to mutter. It means it's not that we just read it and put it down and go our own way, but that we think about what we've read through the day. We implement it into our lives. And the word mutter makes us think, think like this. For example, okay, um, um, I, I, I shouldn't listen to that counsel because that's against the Lord. I, I shouldn't go this way. I shouldn't hang out with these people because they sit in the seat of the scornful, right? And, and they're, they're God mockers. And so we think about it and we, we apply it to our lives through the day. We chew on it to meditate, right? And, and, and so look at the life, the blessed life of the person who doesn't go the world's way, who learns the word of the Lord to go the Lord's way and goes on that narrow path that leads to righteousness, which I'll talk about in just a moment. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. Oh, hallelujah. We're like a tree with roots that go down in and are, are in, deep into the ground that are nourished, having been planted next to the river of life. And the Spirit of the Lord flows through a person like this. Lord willing, people like us who follow our Lord Jesus. A river of life constantly is nourishing our roots that go down deep in our Lord and Savior, our deep faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so having been that way, how are we described? We're described as those who bring forth our fruit in due season. 
Jesus the Lord says in John chapter 15 that he called us to bear fruit that will remain forever. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That becomes increasingly the practice and way of our life. And we're making healthy disciples of Messiah Jesus. We're sharing the gospel. We're, we're living lives that bless people and bear the fruit of righteousness, for example. And there's more, but these are examples. And it says here that our leaf won't wither and whatever we do shall prosper. Wow. That means that nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us for being who we're called to be and accomplishing what we're called to accomplish, living our lives, blessed lives in Messiah Jesus. The darker it gets, the brighter we shine and the more fruit that we bear. Can someone say hallelujah? Oh, hallelujah. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment or sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So the ungodly are like the chaff when they would take uh, an instrument and throw the wheat up in the air, the wind would blow it off and the pure wheat would fall down into the, into the pile. Now, the ungodly are like the chaff which the wind drives away. And, and the ungodly will not stand at the judgment seat of Christ where only the righteous will stand when we're raptured. We will go to the judgment seat of Christ, receive our crowns and rewards and return with the Lord. No, the unrighteous will not be there. They'll be at the great white throne judgment at the end of the 1,000 year reign of Christ found in Revelation 20. And we'll go to the lake of fire forever. And, and guess what? The Lord knows what path we're on even now. He knows if you're on that narrow path that leads to life in Messiah Jesus are on the wide path to destruction. Have you ever received Jesus as your Savior and Lord? He, will, he and He alone can put you on that narrow path that leads to life. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried, and hallelujah, on the third day He rose from the grave. Cry out to Him now, Jesus, save me and heal me. I want to be born again. I want your Spirit to be in me. I want to be this blessed person. As dangerous as this generation is, you can bless me, Lord. Save me and heal me today. And, and if you're praying a prayer like that, you're getting your first blessing. You're getting forgiven for your sins and saved by Jesus today. Use the contact information at the bottom of the screen. Contact us and we'll send you some information for free that will help you follow our Lord Jesus. Begin your new walk with him. For all of our viewers today, as we're closing the program now, we like to say this. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us any moment. Are you going to be ready? Are you going up in the rapture? Oh, hallelujah. And praise his holy name. Father, bless all of our viewers today. We thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. And for his sake, amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, 
watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-